Yo, what is up, all you primetime players, all you primetime fans, all you newcomers that's just coming on to the podcast, and shout out to all you 2K League guys that's just coming on, all you Liquid guys, and all you uh, t- all the 2K community, you guys are great, you guys are wonderful, and thank you for coming out to this podcast episode. So, for this podcast episode, and for this interview, I have Roy Chris, or Chris or however you want to call him, because you have so many names, so many titles, Mr. CEO. Chris, say what's up to the people. How are you doing on this wonderful Saturday? What's up, guys? Doing well, doing well. Sunny out here in Dallas, Texas. Uh, two days of snow, so I feel a lot better right now. Now we got the sun out, chilling around 50-51, so can't complain, man. Can't complain for sure. All right. And uh, Chris... One, thank you for uh, reaching out to me uh, for this interview, man. And, man, you guys had some uh, crazy news just dropped a couple of minutes ago. Uh, you you want to get in, get into that? Like, what, what big news you got? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's the, uh, the second three-team trade, maybe the third. I think it's the second. Second three-team trade in NBA 2K League history. Um, us... Well, us being the Mavericks, uh, and then the uh, the Heat and Gen G, um, just swapping picks. Basically, I think you know I'll keep it sweet and short. I think it's a great situation that uh, puts all of us in kind of mutually beneficial situations where we can all do exactly what our goals were this draft, which was to uh, you know um, so for the for the Heat, you know, to find their guys, for us to find our guys, for Gen G to find their guys. I think this puts all of us in the in the best situation to be able to go do that. It's actually really rare you get to see a situation like that where you know every single need is serviced by every single team out of the out of the, you know one trade. But uh, happy to you know get it done, get it inked, get it over with, and uh, start devoting our full attention here in Dallas to the guys we're about to bring in February 26th, which is uh, the 2K League draft. All right. So on February 26th, you guys already have your retained player and sick one, your center, right? Um. So with that being said, your positions are still being left open. So you guys are looking for a point guard, a shooting guard, a lock or a small forward, and then a power forward as well. Uh, swing. So for anybody that um, that doesn't really follow the the two K league, um, you let's first start off by saying what draft uh, picks do you guys still have left? Like what numbers do you guys still have left? Yeah, so we have, after the trade, we have 6, 8, 32, and 49. All right, 6. Oh, I'm sorry. The uh, the Hornets now have their first round pick back. So we have 6, 8, 33, and 49. 33, and 49. Okay, so you guys move. And this is all going to still be in the snippet of when, when we're breaking the news. So this isn't coming out until Monday. Chris already told me it's not coming. I We already agree. It's not coming out until Monday, 1 o'clock. So what that means said. Uh, you guys move back, uh, for my notes, you guys move back and you guys, uh, traded, you try to trade away the first overall pick, the 25th, the 27th, and you guys move back. Yeah, you guys definitely move back a little bit. So what was, what was the thought behind, uh, because originally you guys were 125, 27, 47, but now you guys are 6, 8, 33 and 49 so what is what it was the thought process the thought process of moving back instead of just keeping that first overall and in like trading away those 
those three middle round or, or late round picks? Um, yeah, I mean, like thought process, you know, I don't want to give, you know, get, get into it too much. Um, but basically, long story short, we just, uh, we need multiple guys here in Dallas. That's all it is. Um, we have four open roster spots, right? And uh, we just need to be able to make sure we get multiple guys. And that's basically, you know, the thought process. It's not nothing too deep on our side. Just uh, making sure we can have multiple guys to fill out a strong roster this year and, you know, keep them for years to come. That's about it. Okay. All right, that sounds good. And you know, it's it's hard to keep guys around uh, with the two with the two K league uh, standpoint because guys are either in and out the league, out of retiring, something might happen, something might occur, and then now they're getting suspended or just uh, kicked out the league. And then uh, then some guys just want to move on and and just feel like the two K league is not for them right now. So it's it's hard to keep guys around. But I'm glad that you guys are are building what you guys sell and you guys are building a family around there you guys want to build a family build a community and um have you i know you're recently uh recently on the staff so have you uh dived into the off court off the court stuff uh with the maps gaming yeah and so that's the thing i think more than anything else this year is uh you know lt who's the head coach here is is amazing human being man and uh he's really put a strong precedent on building a family building a culture and in building a culture you need to have multiple guys you know we have sick right now six a great guy great player um loves to win extremely passionate i love them about him and we're just trying to find two you know to, to four other guys that can uh basically come in and, and help him do that um you know in every year when you draft four new guys which is the situation we're in or you know whatever the case we're in you know either four new rookies or maybe some guys that have had some league experience you want to be able to have accountability responsibility and just a culture that is open an open door policy where everyone is communicating and, and uh, making sure that we're you know striving to be the best and it sounds cliche but an open door of communication is, is something that uh, it's tough not just in 2k in any profession um, and so being able to bring the right guys in to fit that culture and be able to build a family uh, makes our job so much easier here in Dallas, not just this year, for also, but also for years to come. You know, it's so much easier if we, let's say, we retain a couple more guys next year. It's so much easier to uh, say, you know what, let's build around them. They know what the culture's like here. We can bring in some rookies, and they have some veteran leadership moving forward, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited for it, and uh, definitely excited for a new era here in Dallas. And uh, I'm telling you what, man, I'm losing sleep with the draft coming up uh, in, a couple, in, what, three weeks now. So, uh, I mean, I'm definitely really excited to see who we bring in. Hey, but... I, well, one, I want to congratulate you guys on the trade. It sounds like a very good trade. Also, congrat, uh, say good luck to you guys for the draft. Uh, but also, I'm I'm very proud of uh, what you guys are building over there. And you guys are established after after the whole uh, dimes in early days of day fry era, but mostly the dimes era. You guys are uh, are rebuilding, but then you guys are rebuilding in the right in the right way. You guys are being aggressive with it. So very much kudos to you and to LT for uh, for that. But then you guys aren't taking off your foot on the on the gas with uh with the off the court stuff because you got uh like like a Mark Cuban and that whole family and the whole chain that you that they have over there you said it earlier when we were not recording mark cuban is a tech guy so he he loves the esports world so you guys have uh amazing amazing amount of support and um i i wish y'all nothing but success with that uh but one last thing about the 2k league and then we'll just drive in drive in uh 
all, all about you for then on. So my last thing about the 2K League, uh, where do you guys see yourself for season five? Either do you see yourself at the top of the West, the top of the league, maybe somewhere in the ticket, somewhere at the bottom, still rebuilding? Where do you guys see yourself heading into this season five? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, I think every single year the expectation is to win. And uh, I know, you know, it's like how they're bringing in four new guys. But uh, here's the the honest truth of it is in Dallas, um, I mean, we have the best esports facility in the 2K League. Um, We've got, you know, uh, you look behind me, we've got these backdrops and player stations and, you know, a lounge and all this kind of stuff. And when you're spending, A, that type of money, but also when you just have the front office that we have um, this, and the level of support from the front office that we have, um, the expectation is always to win. Um, whether it's, you know, whether we had 47, 48, 49, or, you know, 125, 27, or 6, 8, and 33, which, which is what we have now, um, we want to come in and compete from day one. And uh, I know, you know, just deep down, if we can instill a culture the right way, and we can do things the right way, and we can run, you know, the, our offense and defense in the right systems that we, we've got planned out for this year, I know we're going to be successful. Um, with, the tournament, with the structure going towards more of a tournament structure than a, like a traditional regular season, it, it's an interesting, very interesting way to look at things because here's the thing. Any team can get hot at any time. Um, these are 2K League professionals. At the end of the day, these guys are the best in the world at what they do. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. So all it takes is just a little bit of, you know, a little spark, a little bit of magic, and you find yourself winning a tournament. You know what I mean? So uh, the goal this year is to always win, and the goal uh, forever in Dallas will be to win. And uh, we're just hoping we can channel some of that magic that we talk about um, into, you know, some championship success. And uh, just, you know, from, from this year and for years forward as well. All right. And best of luck to you guys. Um, so with that, this is going to conclude our 2K part, and we're just going to get uh, straight into you. So I'm just going to hit in. All right. Uh, so we had a little technical difficulties, but uh, Chris, you were just talking about your third round interview. Um, so how was that? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I get into a room and it's, uh, you know, senior vice president of the whole of, of the entire Dallas Mavericks. And it's Greg Naird, fi- former executive at Nike. Uh, you know, just a huge name in the basketball community has his own book out. Um I think the, on the book's cover is a little foreword by Michael Jordan, which is like, that's Mike, man. We're all trying to be like Mike, right? And uh, and so, yeah, just, you know, uh, I'm sitting there for a little bit. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I got to impress this guy. And then uh, going through it, uh, you know, was lucky enough to get a board of approval by him and then moved on to the fourth round, which is I flew out to Dallas here. Lucky enough to give a good presentation that fourth round and uh, – finalized things up there and started January 3rd. So, uh, yeah, definitely a great system of support here in Dallas. Definitely a, a bunch of guys that want to win. And I think that's what set Dallas apart more than anything else. They had a very clear roadmap of what they wanted uh, versus what they didn't want. And uh, to be completely honest with you, and I'm, you know, I'm not here to name names or anything, but I turned down some uh, you know some head coaching opportunities um, so, uh, just, to, uh, just to be able to come here to Dallas because I really do think they're building something special. And I really do think that uh, I, you know, me and LT are the perfect complements for each other to uh, to where he could navigate uh, the waters of being in the 2K League for four seasons. I can kind of learn from him in that aspect, and I can do what I do best, which is uh, be able to communicate with the players and read into the data and uh, formulate the most objective representation of ourselves to make sure that we're, you know, getting better every single day. Uh, so you say you turned down some head coaching opportunities uh, straight up. Uh, I'm not going to ask you what... what 
teams, but I'm more interested mm-hmm. of why do you have that feeling of I don't want to be a head coach right now. I just want to learn because that's very rare for a person that's in your your position. You're just coming off this retail high, this retail great. You're you're one of the hottest uh, head coaches on the on the program com, uh, community side, on the program comp side, and you didn't want to go to a head coaching spot. You just wanted to learn. Uh, yeah, assistant coach. Yeah, so I wouldn't even necessarily say I wanted to be an assistant coach. I wanted to learn. That, that that's that's a perfect way of putting it. Prime time. Um, legitimately, I just um, I went to these interviews. I didn't know what to expect, right? And um, some of these interviews, they were like, "Hey, man, we need a guy that can come in and fix everything." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, sounds good. What? What specifically?" And they're like, "Oh, like you know, just everything, kind of like it was kind of you know vague and." And that's okay. I just wanted a clear direction. I wanted to be able to look back on this year and say, I achieved my goals. The organization needed X, Y, and Z out of me. And I was able to achieve X, Y, and Z for them and, and achieve ABC for me. Um, one thing, I'll be uh, completely transparent with you. One thing was, uh, you know, financial burden. Um, are they really spending the money on esports that uh, can really put them in a great position to succeed? Because, you know, there's an old saying, it takes money to make money. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dallas has always done that. Whether I'm here or whether I'm not here, Dallas will always do that. They'll always buy into esports. Um, so that was a big, uh, you know, uh, reasoning behind what I wanted to do. And then, and then two, I don't want to just be, you know, there's an old, like, there's an old way of looking at the 2K League where it's like there are certain situations where guys would rather take a year off than come in and be unretained because it almost makes them damaged goods, right? My goal, to be completely honest, is to be the greatest coach in 2K League history. And I think I can do that. And I wouldn't take this job if I didn't think I could do that. But in order to do that, you have to understand the inner workings of something. And for me to truly take a step back and understand the inner workings of something, um, you need a team. Mm-hmm. Where I, There are areas that I'm deficient in. Um, I'm a human being. And I think LT fills those areas extremely well. Where you know I don't know the politics of 2K League because I don't have any 2K League experience. You know, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I don't know how to navigate some of these murky waters. LT does. That's what he specializes in. And for me to be able to learn from him in that aspect was uh, invaluable to me. Um, while also being able to provide some of the areas that maybe they, the Mavericks haven't used before with, uh, you know, super specialized analytics and, uh, and percentage ratios and, you know, PIE and all this kind of stuff that very few teams use. Um, I think it was just a mutually beneficial relationship where they got what they wanted out of me, like kind of this progressive numbers orientated futuristic um coach and i got what i wanted out of them which was a um a slightly lower stakes environment where i got to learn uh, for a year uh, and hopefully the goal is to be a head coach next year once i can fully understand what it takes to be a head coach i think i can bring um kind of the best head coach in nba 2k league history to an organization i think i can build an organization from the ground up um, at the at the end of the day, I want people, to, you know, when my career is over, I want my legacy to be like Phil Jackson, um, where he just came into an organization, he changed the culture, and he, you know, he did right by his players, and he went out and won a couple of championships. And if I have to, you know, take a year to kind of understand the inner workings and how to do that, um, I'm okay with that. And uh, expansion team, you don't exact exist yet, but you know, I hope I'm the, I, you know, like you said, I was the, I was a very sought after candidate this year in terms of the coaching scene for the 2K League. And I hope I'm the most sought after candidate next year in terms of head coaching from the 2K League scene. So um, being able to learn from a guy like LT is really the biggest thing of why I wanted to be here in Dallas. Yeah. 
And you mentioned special teams, so I have to say it. If the Houston Rockets and New Orleans Pelicans could just get an NBA 2K League team, I'm right there. I am so right there. And you, you mentioned expansion team, so I had, I wasn't gonna mention it because somebody pointed out to me like you always push the Pelicans and Rockets agenda. I'm like because that's New Orleans is my hometown. Houston is the place I used to live, so I gotta push their agenda because they're not in the league yet, and it's killing me. But anyways. Hey, man. Dallas is <laughs> the only team in Texas right now. We're the only goddamn Texas team right now. So, and it Houston, makes, come on, join us. And Houston, I don't know how, how money, how their money works, how their ownership works. Or I'm not in the inner loops and stuff like that. But if if you're telling me, like, if I look at the if I look at the Houston Rockets, who's always been the, the front running of something, like, they always been, like, advanced in some type of way. If if I'm looking at the Rockets, I'm like well, the Rockets should have definitely been in the league by now. Pelicans, I can understand why they're so slow, <laughs> because the Pelicans. I lived in the city so much. I understand this franchise. I can understand. I I seen the people um that yeah. I, I can't bash the Pelicans because I am talking about a possible job. But I I understand why the Pelicans might be a little, a little bit uh, slow. But that being said, um. As the offensive coordinator, what kind of sets out of basketball sets or just creativity you want to bring to the to the Mavericks uh, team? Because uh, a four out one in pick and roll for the two K league has just become so dull and so boring, and you're just reading reading people and hoping somebody makes a mistake. Like, uh, what do do we expect? I'm not. I don't want you to give up your whole game plan, but can yeah. I expect something different from the maps when it comes? Well, to- yeah. I, I mean, I think everyone's seen the liquid offense, where like you know, like sometimes Glizzy goes out there and scores sixty. You know, like they <laughs> push the transition, push the pace. This is the thing, and I want all my players to know this. Um, we don't exist to, and this is I'm a new coach, so I don't exist to push my agenda. If I get a, uh, a a pace pusher, a, a stage type guard, eight second offense guard, like we're gonna run eight second offense. Um, you know, if I if I get a, uh, a pace guard, you know, eighty five pace or lower, really controls the game, possessional guard, um, takes you know very warranted shots, doesn't over dribble, that kind of stuff. We're gonna run a a, a no turnover half court set offense and protect our possessions. Uh, I exist for one reason and one reason only as a coach, and that's to maximize the return on my players. Um, I, like I said, the dynamic offense of Liquid, and people always think, oh, the Liquid offense. Chris has got to say, great Liquid offense. And uh, First of all, I appreciate it. I, I think we do. But it doesn't exist in a static fashion. I don't, you know, it's not a puzzle. We don't take a puzzle piece and jam it in there. It's if you fit the mold that we're trying to build, you are going to get the most out of the offense. And if you don't fit the mold, that's okay. We're going to change the puzzle. We're going to, you know, change something around so we can be dynamic. Like, so we can, you know, we don't exist in this one, like, if you don't fit in this container, you can't play for the Mavericks. No, we exist to m- enable our players to be the best versions of themselves possible. So, yeah, whatever, whatever, whomever we get, and whomever we get here in Dallas, you know, February 26th, I'm going to be, you know, February 27th, I'm going to be up all night with my, I got like five whiteboards in my office. Um, or, you know, drawing up plays to be able to get the most out of that those two guys. Um, for all the guys that you know don't think, oh, you know, this system, that system, no. Like, like I want my shooting guard and my point guard this year to be all stars. That's my goal. I really think no matter who I get, I can bring the best out of them. 
And if you want a coach that's going to get the best out of you, I you strongly consider, um, you know, coming to play for Dallas. But that's that's how I run the liquid offense, man. It's like that's the beauty of numbers. Is it just it, it's impossible to lie? It's impossible to lie to your players. You know, in the league, some guys are like, oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the greatest point guard that lives. I'm like, no, well, I'm not looking at the numbers right now. It says you're not. So how do we get you to the point that you're the greatest point guard that lives? You know, I'm the greatest yeah. shooting guard that lives. I'm looking at the number that says you're not. Yeah. So how do we get you to that point? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a basis and a standard for how to get better. And so that being said, um, yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of secrets that I'm giving away, I don't think I'm giving away any secrets because you guys can look at our offenses um, over the years and – you can see we want a certain way with spam. We want a WR with spam at point guard. And spam and seldom are two very different point guards. Yeah. And we want a WR with both. At the end of the day, the goal is to win. Whether it's with seldom or spam or whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you, uh, Xbox lover 5961. If we draft him this year, the goal is still to win. And we're going to bring out the best of him um, here with the offensive sets we have going here in Dallas. All right. Uh, and then... You- bringing this up um liquid what what is mm-hmm. what can we expect from liquid now that you're with the math gc so your your focus is with math gc for now but what, what can we expect from liquid like who who is taking over liquid either like i don't know if you step down as the ceo i don't think you would but uh mm-hmm. i i don't know if you step down as ceo or if somebody else is just wearing a hat while you're away like who stepped up uh who's stepping up in all the positions that you you have have to take a uh have to take a step back from while you're with with the maps yeah so we're still building out so this is the thing is and i've got a lot of dms about this so i'm glad you asked about it um I still own Liquid. That's the nice part about the thing is like, uh, guys are like, oh, it's an organization. I'm like, yes, it's an organization, but like, I still own my own company. You know what I mean? It's it's incorporated under my company. Like, this is a business. Um, and so that being said, I'm still the CEO of Liquid, both the, both the Sports Lab and Liquid Pro. And I am still the main decision maker of Liquid. So when we make like these, how many teams are we going to have? Uh, who do we want doing this? Who do we want doing that? I make every single decision that is associated with Liquid. The things I can't do, I'm in the 2K League. So I am not allowed by 2K League rules to have um, like interpersonal relationships, uh, like a day-to-day conversation with, with prospects. Um, it's just against 2K League guidelines, against 2K League rules. I you know, plan on following to the, the utmost uh, you know, uh, possibility. But so uh, Manny Martin, who is at CC Hoops 246 he was our chief operating officer at Liquid. He is not nothing is changing from a structural perspective. He's just handling the day to day. So you know the day to day, the questions, the DMs, the answers, all that kind of stuff. We've built out a phenomenal support staff at Liquid. Uh, I think we're we have eight teams that we're you know trying to engineer here for post draft. Every single one of them has a coach. Manny is the uh, GM of all those teams, and he is handling the day to day operations. So the all the organizational thinking, the structure, the company side, I completely handle that. The day-to-day operations, I can still handle it. Uh, like I said, I always encourage people, if they're confused, just send me a DM, send me a text, send me a call if you have my number. And if I can't answer it, I'll just say, hey, man, I can't answer that. Um, due to 2K League guidelines, I don't love it either. But that's the just the unfortunate reality of the situation. Um, and I will always find someone for you that can answer a question. If it's, hey, I want to play on this team, I'll connect you with that coach. If it's, hey, I, I have a, you know, a day-to-day question, connect you with Manny. And if it's something I can't answer, I'd love to answer it, you know? So uh, just being completely transparent with the community, as I always have been, um, 
you don't know, shoot me a DM. If I can't answer it, I will. And if not, I'll uh, send the, send it over to someone else. But the uh, the long story is, I still run Liquid. I'm still the CEO of Liquid. Still plan on running Liquid for a very very long time. I just um, you know I can't handle the day to day operations due to some 2K League rules. So Manny Martin is taking over, and I think he does a fantastic job. I trust him to the the fullest, and uh, I'm really excited to seeing what we have. Uh, you know, cooked up for post-draft. I think we've built a very high level of excellence. And I, uh, I, I am very, very, very intrigued and interested to see if we can keep it there. All right. Uh, definitely going to keep up with, uh, with Liquid, uh, Liquid, everything that deals with Liquid and Liquid Program and keep up with them while uh, this post-draft and then head into this pre-draft. Um, because what you built over there is is a winning culture, is a is a uh, winning organization, and you have pro- proven that over with the WR wins, with the unified wins, with all the uh pre, uh, all the retail comp wins, and all the players that you have in and out of liquid. Like you guys, you you have built a winning culture over there, and I think you're gonna uh definitely help the Mavs build a winning culture. Uh. And how, whenever you're ready to be a head coach, I, I, I think you're going to have that final piece together and build a winning program. So I, I definitely can't wait to see the rest of your journey, uh, whether it's with the 2K League or if you decided, hey, I'm going to focus on more esports things. I think you are definitely one of the people that can definitely succeed and you definitely have that drive. So. Yeah, I got. I got to say, Nick Gatrell, man, he's the youngest head coach in the league at 23. Nick, I'm the youngest coach in the league right now. I'm coming for that spot next year. I hope he knows that. <laughs> Wherever you are, Nick, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but I'm coming for that title. Hey, I, you could definitely get it, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say who who I think is um gonna what spots are gonna be open. Let's just yeah. say let's just say expansion teams might be on the horizon, but I cannot confirm or deny. So I'm just I this is my prediction. But hey, I'm not gonna say like, oh, this coach is gonna be fired because I, I am a no toxic, no drama uh space. If you want that toxicity and drama, go to champ. Don't come here. <laughs> don't come here for me. I don't want people in my uh at my mentions talking about some Scott said this, Scott said that, and screenshotting yeah. me because it's like, bro, eventually y'all just gonna make me mute everything. Um, and to champ, when you make your next head coaching pyramid, uh, I'm 22 and I have no kids, so just remember that. All right, I expect B or higher. <laughs> Oh man, you you definitely should be a B, uh, A, or a, a, I can't put you with an S tier because you have to actually win the league. But yeah. Yeah. Right, let me coach a game first, right? That, that, then we'll talk about S tier. Huh? I said I got win a game first, then we'll yeah, talk about yeah, S tier. Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely got to see you like win at least a tip off or, or like a a ticket or something. Like you got to win a tour a league tournament before we can put you in A or S. But a B, I, I think you could definitely make a case for B. Um, so, what we already cover over uh, your beginnings, what's next with Liquid, uh, what's, what's, what's next for you and the maps coming up? Not, not talking about the draft yeah, or the, or the trade, because we're recording this after the trade, part two, where, he, where Chris actually talks about the trade. That's not coming out until Monday, uh, 1 p.m., East, uh, sometime after 1 p.m. Eastern time, it's it's already recorded. Like it's gonna be out there Monday at after he, the the league can announce the trade. So we can't talk about the trade. Uh, but what's next for you when it comes down to heading into season five? 
Uh, first and foremost, I like to set very achievable goals. So um, first and foremost, for the Mavs end, it's to get one of these in some in some in some way. Get one of those <laughs> rings. Uh, but more than that, it's to retain three guys. And I think uh, one can lead to the other. Because we retain three guys, that means that we did our job. We set a base. We set a foundation. We set a culture here in Dallas. And uh, if you could do that, that's worth its weight and goal in the 2K League. Uh, this, com- this community struggles sometimes with accountability. With putting their hand up and saying, hey, that's on me. I got the next one. Uh, it's a... It's a you know, we got young guys in this community. We got, you know, immature guys in this community. That's fine. That's okay. But if you retain three guys, that means that you found three guys that can put their hands up and say, I did that. That's on me. Let's talk about it. Let's be- get better and let's move on. And that's worth its weight in gold in this community. And if you have three guys that do it and you bring in two more guys next year, for example, you know, with, with the draft, on average, p- teams bring in two guys a year, then they're going to hold those guys accountable as well. So my direct, like very, uh, like very doable goal is retain three players for next year. Uh, my medium, like l- 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 I want to do it this year, is to is to win, which I think is definitely possible, is to win one of these tournaments. And my always that'll be my goal. Doesn't matter what picks I have. Doesn't matter how bad I'm down bad in terms of picks, trades, culture. No matter what, that is to win the 2K League Championship. And so uh, that was kind of like my easy, medium, and hard, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I, I like to set them out and I, you know, cause even if I achieve the easy, that means you put the culture in place this year. That means we got something tangible out of, out of 2022. And, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the goals moving forward. All right. Uh, and then a couple of, like a couple of more questions and then we, uh, I'm not going to take up more, more of your time, but, um, for, for the guys that's on the retail, uh, the retail side, right. Uh, mm-hmm. And they are looking to build a uh, an esports org or an esports program or, or just an esports team. What would you tell them uh, to starting off? Like, how would you give them advice? Um, the first thing I did was we ran the liquid, uh, liquid. We had a tournament. We had a tournament for the to find the liquid team. The winner was a liquid team. We sponsored them all pre-draft. Um. And the first thing I'd say is uh, find a team. I think the biggest catalyst for my liquid career was uh, the ten thousand dollar tournament, the ten thousand dollar liquid tournament that was run by Lab Rats. We gave away ten thousand dollars. That shit is so much money. Back then, I know we're playing for fifty bands now, but ten thousand dollars last year? Oh my yes. god, man! Yes, and and, I, and, and you're just splitting it between what five people, so now everybody's walking away with two thousand. So. Yeah, I mean, we got, we got taxes, so everyone's oh. walking with, like, 1600 But, yeah. like, yeah, like, but so that's the thing is, um, do, first of all, like, dream big. And I really say dream big because no one would have thought that this stuff was possible. I had so many people tell me that this wasn't possible. Um, I had so many people tell me that I couldn't win with three 18-year-olds. I had so many people tell me that the numbers really don't matter. I had so many people tell me that coaching really doesn't matter. You can't coach retail. You can't do this. You can't do that. And uh, I'll, I'll tell all these aspiring guys to build organizations three things. First of all, build a team. Build guys that believe, believe in your vision as much as you do. Um, that dream as big as you do. Um, that want to get after it and win as bad as you do. That's the first and foremost thing. Secondly, don't hurt your brand in any way. Um, there's no point res- responding to the negativity on the timeline. I've been a big believer in never responding to negativity on the timeline. Um, because 
I'll be honest, the more you win, the more negativity there will be. You could be Mother Teresa running a pro-am team, but if you win, people are going to be upset, and you know, rightly so. There's no point re responding to that negativity. And three, winning cures everything. Um, I, you know, you can't coach retail, you can't do this, I can't wait for Chris to, you know, to take credit for this, take credit for that. It doesn't matter. I mean, winning cures everything. Uh, if you want to shut someone up, don't respond to them on the timeline. It doesn't change their opinion. Win. That's what matters more than anything else. Nobody can ever disagree with success. Nobody can ever disagree with wins. And at the end of the day, if you're winning, you know you're doing something right. Um, whether, you know, you, you could win the wrong way, don't get me wrong, you know, have a toxic culture and still win. But if you're winning, that is a primary indication that you're doing something right. Now, there might be stuff under the surface level that you have to address, don't get me wrong, but that means you're making progress. That means like, hey, and by winning, I don't mean championships. I mean, if you show a team and you go 0 for 16, right, in, in a league, and then you go 1 for 50 in the next league, that's progress. You're winning. You're making progress. That means you're winning. Because then you're going to go 2 for 14, 3 for, you know, 3 for 13, and eventually you're going to go 16 or no. Never turn a blind eye to progress. Never turn a blind eye to winning. Don't respond to the negativity on the timeline. Always, you know, keep your brand in mind when you're engaging with people and build the team. You know, those, those, those four things, I promise you, you're going to have a winning culture. Those four things, I promise you're going to have a winning organization. Those four things, I promise you will go to bed at night being proud of what you built. Um, so that's my advice there. All right. And one last thing, and then we're going to uh, get you out of here because I know you got uh, probably some interviews lined up or something like that. Or just you want to uh, enjoy this beautiful Saturday. Um, how would you include the women into in the 2k community how would how would you want to include them more i think there are some ridiculously talented women in this community that just need a platform in order to showcase themselves the right way and what i mean by that is um i would i didn't necessarily agree with some of the ways we went about including women in, in the 2k league last year because you can't put anyone woman or man you know, in a woman, man, or, 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 you know, whatever, like you just cannot put people, you can't put people in situations to fail. And what I mean by that is we need to develop our women in their, in our, in our community uh, by making sure that they have a platform for success. And what I, and I've said that before, I said it just now, but what I mean by that is you can't just draft women to draft women. Don't make them a token symbol They're, that don't do that to them. They're extremely talented individuals that deserve more than that. Um, the last year with Liquid, we had a scrim team that would play the NBA 2K League. Um, they played some 2K League teams. We need to do the same thing with women this year. We need to make a development system that they can be exposed to higher level competition um, because they are discriminated against in our community, right? If you got a woman on the team, you're not comp. But in all honesty, if you can put together a five and have them scrim 2K League teams, it doesn't matter if they lose. It doesn't matter if they lose by 60. They have that exposure to that competition so they can get better, yeah. so they can adapt. Yeah. And so in that being said, I think that's what the 2K League needs to do this year. Um, another an incredibly backward step that we took this year was the elimination of the, of the sixth man. If you want women to be represented in gaming, you have to allow for them to have these, the same way that I'm taking a backseat this year to be able to learn from someone that I feel has more experience than I do. We need to put our women in a position where they can do that. Um, you know, it's extremely hard to kind of, and I wouldn't say infiltrate our league, but kind of get into a league that is, you know, a, that is pre predominantly kind of associated with men. 
gaming as a whole is predominantly associated with men. And then you And so being able to with, get Oh, I'm sorry. But then you're also dealing with young men as well who's not that mature and just think that they could say any and everything on Twitter and then it's just not gonna uh not gonna have consequences later down the Exactly. Line. But Exactly. But you And it's so tough. It's so tough for a woman to be able to, to, to deal with that because you could be the greatest 2K player of all time. People are always going to look at you as that woman gamer. That you, you only got it because you're a woman. No, that's not the case. So with the sixth man, you had the ability to uh, put them in leadership and learning roles where they could learn from some of the other players that have been, had a veteran presence for a couple of years and say, okay, I want to go about this in this way. But they also get the reps. You know, you get the reps, whether you're a man or a woman as a sixth man in the practice facility every single day, you get that same exposure to competition. So to answer your question, how do we get women more involved? It's exposure to the highest competition on a consistent level. If we can get women playing 2K League pros on a consistent level, we will have a woman in the 2K League that makes a, uh, an absolute difference on our roster within the next three years. Because there, there are women that are just as talented as men are on the sticks. They just need an exposure opportunity and a platform to be able to build themselves up. That's all it is. And with that being said, Chris, thank you for your uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for this wonderful interview. And uh, man, I cannot say enough. But uh, congratulations, uh, good luck in the future. And you, you def you the maps game. You definitely got a fan out of me. So I can't I can't wait to see what you guys have uh, going on next season. Definitely gonna be rooting you and maps gaming on, Chris. Yeah, no, you know, you know, it'll be me. You guys will know it'll be me when you're watching Twitch or ESPN or whatever we're on this year, because you'll see the guy running around the stage with all the computers. So, uh, Scott, appreciate you, man, as always, doing big things. Um, shout out to the Napex family, man. Wouldn't be here without you guys and that platform. Yep. Miss Prospect Nation, man. I missed that show. I think we I did know. a phenomenal job with that show. Pulled yep. in hundreds of viewers for Big West over there. So, shout out everyone, in 2K community, man. Would not be here without you guys. Napex, Unified Pro Am, my whole staff at Liquid. Um, like I said, guys, uh, if you want to build something special, build a team. Build a team, a guy that's going to elevate you. Um, and I've been very, very lucky and very blessed to be around a bunch of individuals like Scott here that elevated me. So uh, looking forward to what we have cooked up for you this season, guys. Uh, Mavs by a million, man. Mavs by a million this whole year. So <laughs> looking forward to it. All right. That being said, peace, guys. Love y'all. Y'all have a great, amazing week.